Jones with us, and uh, we'll preach this uh, in the Lord's time, and I ain't going to tell you it's going to be short or long. Is everybody all right? And uh, anyhow, visitors, we thank you for coming. Uh, we do this all the time, just like this. We don't have a plan when we come to church, and uh, this morning, Jake walked up to me, and he didn't have choir practice this morning, and uh, so they didn't have any songs written down. He said, Preacher, whatever you want to sing, and y'all in trouble when that happens. Is everybody right? And uh, because I, I'm going to tell you something, God ministers to me through our choir, and uh, we were up at the conference this week, and I had preacher after preacher tell me, if we ever have anything that has a choir involved, we're bringing your choir. We'll pay for the whole thing. We're bringing everybody, all right? And uh, you just don't realize how much of a blessing our choir is to so many people, uh, not only here, but uh, elsewhere, and I do appreciate the choir and the hard work, the dedication that they put into that. I appreciate everybody uh, that's working this morning. We're going to take a look at the book of Luke, chapter number two, and uh, most of you said, but Christmas is over with, preacher. Christmas is over with. Why are we looking in Luke, chapter number two? Jesus is, Jesus has already been born. He got born December 25th. And uh, is everybody all right? And uh, anyhow, we're not going to have that debate this morning. But Luke chapter number two, if you will, and you found your place, I want you to say amen. amen. All right, let's begin our reading in verse number 41. Miss Tracy, if you can get us up there. Verse number 41, we'll read down through the end of the chapter, a familiar story. If you've been around here, I, I preached a, a, a message out of this passage of Scripture back in 2020, all right? And uh, just to let you know that, it's not the same message, but uh, uh, in 2020, we visited this text, and we're going to visit it again, all right? The Bible says this, Now his parents went to Jerusalem, Every year at the feast of the Passover. And of course, we know by Bible text where we're at, Luke chapter number two, we're near the birth of Jesus Christ. We're near the adolescence of Jesus Christ. We've not yet moved into his ministry, but this is where it's all going to begin. We mentioned this in, uh, um, uh, in Sunday school this morning. There was a lot that took place right here. Uh, Brother Jackson, I believe it was, during our Sunday school uh, uh, time this morning, uh, mentioned this event. And so we're going to take a look at it this morning. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Verse number 42, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, now that meant that they were there for a period of about eight days, all right? So they went up to Jerusalem for a feast. This was a, a, a Passover feast in particular, all right? And when the days had been fulfilled, or they had fulfilled the days, which was eight days, they returned, or they, uh, they left. And as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, they supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. They were literally sitting with God. I need somebody to help me. They were literally sitting with God and speaking with him. No doubt they wondered and were astonished at his understanding and answers. The Bible says in verse number 48, And when they saw him, they were amazed. 
And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And I need every teenager to listen to this right here. And was subject unto them. Is everybody all right? I didn't come here to preach this, but I figured I might as well while the teenagers are here, all right? Even Jesus submitted to his parents. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Somebody needs to say amen. Some parent needs to grow a backbone right here and say, amen. Look at your kids. Slap them upside the head. It's all right. They ain't going to die from it. And tell them, you listen to the Bible, all right? It was subject unto them. But his mother, the Bible says, kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Well, look at this passage of Scripture. And me and Dalton was talking about this several weeks ago. And uh, we were talking about Christmas sermons and time, sermons around this. And, and Dalton made the comment, and uh, I, I don't know if he remembers this, but Dalton made the comment. He said, anybody can preach out of that passage of Scripture. We all know that one, right? But the fact is, is that we all need to be reminded time and time again that it is possible for you and I to walk away from Jesus. It's possible for you and I at times in our life to leave him behind. It's possible that at times in our life, you and I will get so focused on something else that we lose sight, we lose connection, we lose that, that relationship of intimacy, if you will, with Jesus. I need somebody to help me. It's not hard to do. Can I get a witness right there? How many of you has had that happen in your life more than once? Oh, I need somebody to put your hands up, all right? How many of you have had that happen more than once? All right, now the rest of you are liars. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, is that you and I, it's very easy for us to take off. Now don't look at, let's not look at Joseph and Mary and say that they were bad people because I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, me and Michelle's left our kids places. <laughs> we made the mistake of going back and getting them. Can I get a witness right there? <laughs> We, we went up to Bible college. We was at Bible college and we was, at, we was attending a church that was 2,500 people. And anyhow, me and Michelle was up there at Bible college and man, we would stay after church, church service got over, we'd stay for hours just standing around talking with people and everything else. And, and our kids, they would just pass out in places. They didn't know, we didn't even know where they were at, right? And so they just run around the church. Hey, bring your youngest to church, let them run around. It'll be okay. Is everybody all right? And man, they'd run around, they'd do their thing and our, everything else. Well, we was over there talking with somebody and we were standing there talking and Zachary just went up there and piled up on the altar. He's laid up over there going to sleep. So y'all know me good enough to know how I am. I'm saying, let's go. Everybody, let's go. Come on, let's go. It's time to go to the house. So we just pile up in the car and here me and Michelle are. We heading out of the parking lot. Where my wife at? Did we make it to the Mexican restaurant? Where were we at when we realized that Zachary wasn't in the car with us? We got there, she said. So more than likely, this was a Sunday night, more than likely we was going to Monterey's, which is a Mexican restaurant that was amazing there in North Augusta, South Carolina. And we get over to Monterey's and we're like, 
where's the little one? Is everybody all right? Don't be looking down on me like you something special. Shell said, I thought you had him. I, I, I told everybody to get in the car. Then you go and you look. I need somebody to help me right here. Then you start blaming the kids. Dalton. Me, my responsibility. KK. I didn't do I don't know, Daddy. I don't know. Don't beat me, Daddy. Don't beat me. Shell's calling people up at the church. Is my kid still there? We had to drive all the way back to the church, go down there, and our kids, he's just passed out. Zachary's laying on the steps over there. He ain't even know he's been left. <laughs> Turn the lights off. It was over. Is everybody all right? It can happen. It can happen in a heartbeat. We can get so focused on everything else that's going on in our life that we walk out and leave and don't even realize he isn't with us. And this is exactly what happened with Joseph and Mary. And God is trying to teach. I believe God's trying to teach us something here. I don't want you to feel beat up this morning. Is everybody all right? I want you to understand that it can happen. If it can happen to Joseph and Mary, it can happen to you. I need somebody to look at me right here. God let this happen with his mama <laughs> to let us know that if his mama can walk off, there's a good chance that you and I might end up doing the same thing at some point in our lives. There was a time where, man, you were all about the things of church and the things of God, and you enjoyed coming to church. You loved it. You come into the services, and man, you couldn't wait for the choir to crank up. Preach, I'd say, I, I'm on, this is gonna be a short message, and you all knew that I was lying, and you'd still be like, preach. Now you're like, Lord, help, I've heard that a hundred times. We ain't getting out of here before 1230. <laughs> Is everybody all right? We, well, it used to be a time where the choir would sing. And man, you'd be broken. God be sitting right there with you. I need, y'all better help me this morning and I'll preach till one o'clock. Holy Spirit sitting right there with you. The choir gets to singing and it wasn't just the choir that was crying, you were crying. In your spirit, you were crying out to God. In your spirit, you was worshiping God. And you come down to the altar all broken. They'd be mascara all over the place and tears all over the altar. Why? Because God was doing something in your life. He was real. He was close. You were walking in fellowship with him. You were walking close to him. And man, everything, I'm, I need somebody to help me. Everything just reminded you of his goodness. We're going to sing, keep on the fire. And, oh, praise God. Is everybody all right? We're going to sing, oh, what a, oh, what a Savior. I remember those days. And then life happens. Struggles in your finances happen. Struggles in your relationship happen. Struggles at work. And all of a sudden, we're singing the same songs. The same songs that used to just, I mean, tear you up on the inside. But now, is everybody all right? You, you've spaced out a little bit. Thinking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What has to be done this week? What I need to do? Before long, we spend a couple of trips coming back to the church and that. 
And then we turn around and we say, Preacher, I don't know what happened, but I, I, Preacher, I might be lost. Preacher, I, I, I don't know what's happening, Preacher, but I just don't feel God like I used to. Well, God ain't moved. I need somebody to help me. God ain't moved. God ain't left nowhere. God ain't took off on you. He ain't said, whoop, hide and seek. So easy to do it. Say, preacher, how, how, how do we end up in this place? I want to talk to you just for a few moments on that very thing, all right? I want you to notice, first off, there's many that are deceived when it comes to losing Jesus. Stay with me. I'm going to show you something here. The Bible says uh, uh, that they went every year at the feast of the Passover. They went to the temple as the custom was. In other words, if you would ask Mary and Joseph, are y'all religious people? Their answer would have been, absolutely. We do as we are supposed to do. In other words, I need somebody to hear it like this. In other words, on Sunday morning, we get up, we put on a dress, we put on a suit, we put on a tie, or we just put on some blue jeans and a church and a shirt and go to Calvary Baptist Church. Is everybody all right? But we go to church. We do our part. We go in there and, hey, we go to Sunday school. We go to Sunday school. I mean, we, we get all the church. So we go to Sunday school. Some of you sitting there going, well, I come before Sunday school to choir practice. And even some of you are sitting here thinking, well, I come to the prayer room at 930. I come at 10 o'clock for Sunday school. I come at 11 o'clock for the church service. I come back at 630 for discipleship. I want to know all I can about God. I want to have all the knowledge that I can about God. And then preacher, I'm going to be there on Tuesday night for those two hours that you're going to open up the Word of God and teach us the Old Testament, New Testament, Bible doctrines. I will be there. And then on Wednesday night, preacher, we'll be back at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. And we'll come a little early, preacher. We, got, we, we do our part. Stay with me. There's a lot of people that think that they're close to God by performing Ritual religious activities. Just because you come to church don't mean that you are standing arm in arm with God. Just because you attend a church or just because you attend Sunday school or Bible college or, or just because you come on a Wednesday night doesn't mean that God's there with you. And these people, Mary and Joseph, they were warning, hey, listen here, I don't know of one parent that wants to walk off and leave their child. Can I get a witness right there? But it happened. And it happened, listen to me, while they were performing their religious duties. I need a parent to hear me right now. Just because you bring yourself and bring your child to church doesn't mean that God's with you. Say, preacher, but we know that when we get saved, the Holy Spirit indwells us and God's with us all the time and you are exactly right. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. I agree 100%, but there is a difference between religion and a relationship. There's a difference in going through the motions and doing this and doing that, checking off your little box and having a relationship. It's a difference. And they thought, many, many are deceived by this thought that, hey, as long as I go to church, 
then I'm in a right relationship with God. I hadn't lost him, preacher. I'm, I, I'm at church. That's where he comes. Preacher says it all the time that God's here. Come on, y'all, help me. How many of you sat in a church service and watched everybody else getting help from the Lord and you sitting there going, what, what? Boy, I have. I'm just going to be honest. Y'all, y'all can lie. Y'all can continue to lie. But I, I, I sat in a church service and I've watched people stand up, raise their hands, cry, and all these other things. And I sat over there going, what, what's? Listen to the preacher stand up and say, God's moving this morning. And I'm like, I don't feel him. I'm not feeling it. I don't, I, I don't understand. I, 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 well, how can God be with everybody else and how can God be doing something for everybody else and I'm sitting over here and we can be deceived if we think that the only thing we have to do is go through rituals to keep a relationship. Save me. Come on, y'all, help me. Save me some, here, here we go. Your husband, you husbands and wives, you can get ritualistic in your marriage. And think just because you go to work and you pay the bills and all these other things that you and your wife is in a right relationship. And some of you has already been to the attorney and found out that that's not true. <laughs> Stay with me. Well, I did this, preacher, and I did that. You know what you're doing? Checking them boxes. I did this. I did that. I did this. And she's over there saying, you didn't do this, and you didn't do this, and you didn't do this. Or she's saying, I cooked, I cleaned, I raised his kids. I, is everybody all right? You thought, you thought I was just going to get on to the men, didn't you? Your women was excited. I cooked, I cleaned, I did all these things. And he's saying, yeah, but you didn't do this. And you didn't do this. And you didn't do this. Why? Because being ritualistic is not a relationship. And how many of you testify to this? It's better to have a relationship and no actions to go along with it <laughs> than have all the actions in the world and not have a relationship. Love conquers all. I need somebody to help. She's mad at you right now because you didn't, leave, you didn't put the toilet down. She about fell in. But, but, if she loves you enough, it ain't gonna matter. She'll just take a wet butt and come give you a kiss. Amen. Some of y'all ain't never heard something like that, all right? <laughs> Trying to help you. Why? Why? What's important? A relationship. Love, it'll conquer many things in our life. I need somebody. Y'all got to hear me. And some of us are so geared towards actions and so geared towards working our salvation out and all these things that we miss a relationship. We don't even realize that we're not in a relationship because we're going through the motions of religion. And that's what they were doing. Is everybody all right? Many are deceived. Not only that, but many are distracted. How do I lose sight of Jesus? Get distracted. So, preacher, how do I get distracted? Man, how do you not? Man, we live in a world that's all entertainment driven. I need somebody to help me right here. When I grew up, I'm starting to feel that age. Is everybody right? When I grew up, we didn't have a cell phone. We didn't have a cell phone. If you talked to somebody, it was attached to the wall. I'm talking about, you want to know why marriages last? Because we, sit, we stood there for three hours talking to somebody. 
I need somebody. Legs about dead and you hanging on the phone up there. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Your parents in there saying, shut up and hang up the phone. Y'all don't even know what love is. Right? Come on, y'all. Help me. Man, hey, listen here. We didn't have TV to watch. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was TV, but I mean, it was Dukes of Hazard or Gunsmoke. There wasn't all the stuff you see today. And if it wasn't on, I need somebody to help me right here. You didn't want to watch whatever else was on. And if you got caught in the living room while your parents was watching it, you were the remote. <laughs> Go change the channel. I don't want to watch that. Is everybody all right? Don't think I ain't grow up. I, I'm telling you this. We had the antenna. I need somebody to help me right here. And if you was as broke as me and Michelle was, you didn't have a motor on that thing. Say, hey, let's watch PBS. I'll be back. Let me get my clothes on. Go outside with a pipe wrench. I need somebody. Is everybody all right? She cracked the window. Whoa, right there. Hold it right there. You take the pipe wrench off. It's not working anymore. Is everybody all right? There was a mini marriage that almost ended right outside of our living room window. Make up your mind. Well, it was good till you let it. We didn't have all this stuff to do. We didn't run our kids around everywhere. Me and Michelle lived out in the woods. Our closest, neighbor, our closest neighbor was a half a mile, three quarters of a mile away, and it was her parents, and we sure didn't want to go see them. I need somebody to help me. <laughs> Past that, you had to go miles down the dirt road to find somebody else. Our kids' entertainment was running out there in the yard and finding something to hurt themselves on. Can I get a witness right there? <laughs> Dalton's had more stitches than I have. I mean, I, stupid stuff. Cut his leg one time. What was you doing? Jumping up and down on a fish. What do they call them? An aquarium. I mean, our kids were tough, too, because we'd say things like, are you stupid? <laughs> hey, child fell off. Hey, he fell off a stool with a pair of scissors, cut his head wide open. Is everybody all right? What was you doing? I was just playing with the scissors. Today, everything's a distraction. We hand a kid a cell phone at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. We hand them a cell phone as a computer to the entire world. And we wonder why they're so distracted with the world that they don't focus on God. You go in there, you buy a basic cable plan, and you can watch just about anything you want and watch things that you shouldn't. Come on, y'all, help me now. God help, we can't sit down and be a family. We got to run over here to take this one to practice over here and take that one to practice over there and this one needs to be this and this one needs to be this and all we're doing is running around distracted. And then we come to the preacher and say, I don't know why my kids won't get involved in church. Your kids won't get involved in church because church can't compete with everything that you got your kids involved in. We get distracted. We get distracted with our plans. See, they'd come and they'd spent time at this feast, but now it was time to go home. I'm sure they had some things to do. They probably had to get some things fed up. They probably had to get some grass cut. Is everybody all right? 
They probably had all these chores that they needed to take care of at the house, so they just took off and started going back home. Got distracted. Their plans got in the way. Their plans got in the way. Not only that, maybe you're distracted by your possessions. Y'all help me now. Don't get quiet on me right here. We like our toys, and God knows I got them. Amen. I enjoy riding a motorcycle. I enjoy, I enjoy going fishing. I enjoy the boat. I enjoy all these things. I enjoy all those things. But when I allow those things to take the place of a relationship with Jesus, man, I can have all the fun in the world, but what good is it to have all the fun in the world if it ain't with him? Say, preacher, well, I take him with me. If you want to fool yourself into believing that, that's okay. Me and Jesus fish in the boat all the time. No, he didn't, because when Jesus got in the boat, they caught a multitude of fishes, and I have seen your Facebook posts. Is everybody all right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus ain't nowhere near your boat. Matter of fact, you need to reconsider being a fisherman and be a fisher of men. You'd have better luck. Is everybody all right? Get distracted by our possessions. We get distracted by people. The Bible says that they were walking with the company. They were heading back with a company of people. And boy, don't people get us distracted. Come on, y'all, help me now. Man, we got people that we try to minister to and people that we love and people that we want to hang out with, friends that we want to hang out with. And oftentimes, it's a competition between them and the Lord. And too many times, the Lord loses out on those competitions. Can I get a witness? We get distracted by our passions, by what we really enjoy. <clears throat> I'm a football fan. Y'all know that. I love football. I mean, I, I, I love it at all levels. I love high school football. I, love, I, I, I was a, a, a chaplain out there at VSU for the football team for three years and traveled with it. I, I did those things. I, I, I was a Bulldog fan since the time I could walk. We used to have season tickets. We rode every Saturday. Everybody hear me? Is everybody okay? I'm going to tell you how stupid things are, all right, when we get the focus wrong. Every Saturday morning, we'd get up before daylight, jump in the car, and we'd take off to Athens, Georgia. We'd have everything in the trunk of the car ready to go. I mean, I, I, as soon as I got, I was the guy that boiled the peanuts for everybody. I'd bring peanuts. I'd set up that, 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 that big old uh, pot, and I'd go to boiling peanuts. And while I was doing that, we had a buddy of mine. He was over there cooking. Uh, he was grilling chicken and all these other things. And boy, we had a trailer that we carried around. It had the bulldog follow us to the bulldog, all these things. We'd open up the back of that trailer, and there was the biggest screen TV that you had at, those, at that time. We'd sit out there and we'd sit on the side of the road right there by the railroad tracks and we'd have that thing going, man, TV on. People would be coming up. We didn't even know who they were. Man, we were just being good to them, inviting them to come eat with us and doing all. We were just having us a good time. We'd stay there all afternoon, watch a game, 8 o'clock at night, jump in the car and drive all the way back to Brunswick, Georgia after the game. Get up the next morning. Is everybody all right? We'd do all that. I mean, it, it was nothing. It was like it was nothing, a four-hour trip, all those things we put together, all those things we prepared, all that money that we spent, all those things that we did, like it was nothing. Preacher say, hey, I missed you on Sunday morning at Sunday school. Preacher, I just couldn't get up. Preacher, I, I just needed to sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> Why y'all quiet? Need a, we need an altar call. Preacher, I, I'm just tired. 
man, work's week, work week's been hectic. But the truth is, you do what you're passionate about. I need somebody to help me. I told Michelle, I said, hey, Georgia's playing a national championship. Let's go. I can get tickets for $1,500. Is everybody all right? We're going to have to sell some of the kids' stuff, but we, we get tickets for $1,500. She said, how are we going to get out there? I said, I don't care. We drive out there. I'll drive all the way. Is that all right? Overnight. Is everybody all right? I don't care how I get out there. We're going to L.A. Let's go. Why? Because when we're passionate about something, I'm not going, by the way. But if we're passionate enough about something, we'll find a way. Is everybody all right? We get distracted. I got to go. Many are deceived. Many are distracted. And because of it, many are delayed. Because we lose sight of Christ, because we lose sight of God in our lives, many of us end up on a detour. Come on now, I need somebody to help me. How many has ever been on a detour? How many has ever been on a spiritual detour? Man, God's doing something in your life. Presence of God, God's working in your life. And all of a sudden, you get distracted. And you end up way off course. You end up way off course. You end up in this place you don't even know where you're at. Because you walked off and you left him. You say, what in the world's going on? Where's Jesus? I thought Jesus was coming with me. Miss Linda Bramsick, she's probably going to get mad if she watches this. Miss Linda Bramsick come to me and she told me this. She said, she said, Brother Robbie, we're going to have to leave the conference early because we're going to Franklin. I was like, well, Franklin ain't but an hour from here. And it's on the way back home from where we're at. I mean, if you just drive like you're going back home, you're going to run right into Franklin. So why are you having to leave early? But I don't question y'all. I don't question y'all. I have learned that some of y'all do things that make absolutely no sense. So I don't question y'all. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, y'all be careful and y'all have a good time. So she left out of there wanting to go to Franklin, North Carolina. She left Jesus at the conference. Is everybody with me? I'm going to move over here and say it. She left Jesus at the conference and she was headed to Franklin, North Carolina. But she ended up, as I found out this morning, in Franklin, Kentucky. <laughs> See what happens when you leave Jesus, Miss Lynn? She was wanting to go south. She ended up going north. I need somebody to help me right here. Just a small delay. <laughs> Bless her heart. We love her. But the point is, is that if we're not careful, we get off track and we, we get away from him, let him get out of our sight before we know it. We had the opposite direction of where he's at. Amen. And it'll cause a delay in our life. 
See, the Bible says that they had gone a day's journey, and then they started saying, where's Jesus? <laughs> now, me and Michelle only made it five minutes down the road, and y'all laughed at me. Mary made it a, a full day without even checking on Jesus. Is everybody all right? <laughs> then the Bible says they went back, and it took them three days to find him. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if y'all have ever had a child missing, some panic goes on. I mean, even in a daddy, there's some panic that goes on. And here they are, four days, best I can tell, four days without Jesus. Should have been with them. They could have made assumptions. They didn't make assumptions. The Bible says, supposing that he was with the company. That means they assumed that he was with them. Can I say that's a man, that's, that's you and I. We assume all the time that he's with us. Is everybody all right? But I want you to notice this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit, maybe. There was no accountability for either one of them. Think about it. Remember what I told y'all when we left Zachary? First thing I did, Shell, where's Zachary? I don't know. I thought you had him. Dalton, I didn't do nothing. Caleb, I didn't do nothing. It wasn't me. <laughs> Is everybody all right? No accountability. Yeah. Stay with me right here. Many times you and I walk off from God because we've not set up any accountability in our life. So we like to blame everybody else. It's the preacher's fault. It's my Sunday school teacher's fault. It's the church's fault because they didn't come out. They didn't come after me. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. But the fact of the matter is, you're the one that walked away. And until you realize that you walked away and left him. Until you realize that you have the responsibility of keeping Jesus close. Until we take on that responsibility and that accountability, then we're going to walk off from Jesus many times in our life. So how do we get him back, preacher? Got to get determined. We've got to be determined. Listen, there ain't no doubt in my life, in, in, in my mind rather, that since 2020, some of y'all, come on now, since 2020, 2021, 2022, whatever, you've gotten distant from the Lord. You didn't mean to. It wasn't like you set off to leave him. It wasn't like you were trying to hide and seek from him. It wasn't like you were trying to get away from him. But we're just not where we used to be with him. We're not as close. And Mary and Joseph was determined to find him. Everybody with me? Can you imagine... Mary said, we got to go back to Jerusalem. Joseph said, woman, we done been a day's journey. She said, you get in that car right now. You turn this car. Around. I need somebody that has a wife. I need somebody that has a mama bear. You turn this car around right now. You going back and finding him is your fault. I've heard that a couple of times. They pursued him. He's saying, preacher, I'm saying they turned around. Listen here, whichever direction you're going, if you've walked off from him today, you can turn around. 
I need somebody to hear me right now. Today, you can turn around. Because if you continue on in the direction you're going, all you're going to do is get farther and farther and farther away from him. As a teenager that needs to hear me, you need to turn around. There, there, there's, there's a young person that's single that's listening to me right now. Listen to me, you need to turn around. There's a young couple right now. You need to know this. You need to turn around, not only for your benefit, but for your children's benefit. There's an older couple in here that you need to hear. It today. Hey, listen here, you need to turn around. Why? Your kids need support and your grandkids, they need somebody that they can look up to when it comes to spiritual faith. Is everybody all right? There's some older people in here. You know what? You need to turn around because life isn't over. And until life is over, you and I need to continue to have a relationship. It's personal. They were determined. They pursued him. It was personal. I need somebody to hear me right here. You can't take everybody with you to go back and find Jesus. You got to be willing to, it's all on you. And you have to be willing to leave the crowd. Bible says that they were traveling with the company, but they turned back. You know what that means? The company didn't. Mary and Joseph did. It's personal. Everybody else in the church ain't got to turn around and go find Jesus for you. As bad, as bad, as you don't want to hear it, the, the church is still moving. But you got to go back and get him. It's personal. I can't do it for you. Your mom and daddy, teenager, your mom and daddy can't do it for you. We can't do it for you. It's personal. And it's painful. I need somebody to help me right there. We don't like to admit that sometimes we... Leave him. Don't go over that piano right there. We don't like to admit that sometimes we get away from him and we leave him, but it's painful at times. But it's personal. You, you, you're going to have to make that decision. And it's worth it. You know why? Because it's profitable. It's profitable. Jesus' first miracle in John chapter number two, <laughs> his mother who left him. She said, we don't run out of wine. You need to help out, Jesus. He said, woman. <laughs> hey, I need somebody to help me right here. If I'd ever said that to my, wife, my mama, she would have knocked my teeth out, all right? Jesus was lucky he was God, all right? Can I get a witness right there? I would have said, if I ever looked at my mama and said, woman, that would have, <clears throat> just reaction. She wouldn't even, I, he said, my time ain't come yet. She turned around to everybody. Listen, she turned around to everybody that was there. And she said, just do whatever he tells you to do. We don't know what happened between 12 and 30 something years old, but what we do know, whatever happened, Mary learned about him. Mary had no doubt that he could perform it. And she told them, she said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Why? Because when you got him with you, and you're in the right relationship, you'll see him do things that you thought was never possible. You, 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 you'll, you'll form a relationship that you never had with anybody else. You'll find out that somebody loves you even when you make a mistake. It's profitable. Somebody needs to take him into 2023. You need to go back and get him. Check this out. He was right 
where they left him. He was right where they left him. The Bible says that when they went back and get it, he says some things to them, but I, I, I hope you got this. The Bible says he went back with them and was subject unto them. Now, that doesn't mean that God's going to be subject unto you. I, 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 I want you to get that out of it. But what I want you to do to see is that when they did go back, he was willing to go on the journey with them. Many of us, we like the story of the prodigal, but the fact of the matter is that the prodigal never returned home. He would have never seen the love of the father. The Bible says that while he was in the hog pen, he came to himself. He said, man, it's a lot better at daddy's house. Hey, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to where daddy's at. Bible says that when he went back, the Bible says from afar, dad seen him. Went running out to where he was, fell on his neck and kissed him. Put a new robe on him. Put a ring on him. Put shoes on his feet. Said, we're going to have a party because my son is alive. Whom was dead is alive. Why don't you come back to him this morning? Heads bowed and eyes closed with me. Altars are open. I know what time it is. Altars are open. Preacher, I've allowed myself to get away from him. I've distanced myself. I didn't mean to, preacher. It just happened. I got distracted. Got distracted by some of the things that was going on in my life. I got distracted by some of the people in my life. I got distracted by some of the possessions and the things in my life. And God, Lord, Lord preacher, I'm just being honest. I've gotten away from the Lord. I can't pinpoint it. I'm not real sure. I want him back. This morning, if you're sitting in your seat, I want him back. I don't have a relationship that I should have with the Lord. Preacher, I, I need him back. I want you to pray in your seat right now. Confess. The Bible says we confess He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You, you and I have an open door. Why don't you tell Him this morning, God, I, I've allowed some things to come in between me and you. I've allowed myself to be distracted by some things and walk off from you. Lord, forgive me. Not going to make excuses, Lord. It was my fault. I allowed it to happen. Forgive me, Lord. God, I'm coming back to you this morning. I can't live this way. I don't want to live this way. I don't want to ever be in a place where you ain't near me. Maybe there's somebody in the building this morning and be honest with the preacher. I'm closing out the service. This is it. You say, preacher... I've known about Jesus all my life. I've had the knowledge of Jesus all my life, but I do not have a relationship. Preacher, if I was honest this morning, and I'm being honest this morning, preacher, I do not know that if I died this morning, I'd spend eternity in heaven. I do not know that for sure, preacher. 
Just being honest, preacher. But if I died sitting in this chair, I'm not sure where I would go. If that's you this morning, I want you to just raise your hand right up. Nobody's looking around but me. Just so I know how to end the service. Preacher, I do not know if I'd go to heaven or if I'd go to hell. I, I do not know. There's some doubt. If that's you, I see that hand. You put it down. Thank you. Is there anybody else to be honest with me this morning? It's okay. I, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to send anybody to you. Just lift your hand up. That's all I'm asking you to do. Be honest with me. I'm the only one looking around. Anybody else? I want you to know something. If you look or if you raise your hand, I want you to know something this morning. September 28, 1997. You've heard me mention that date. I was in the same exact place you are. I sat not knowing where I'd spend eternity if I was to die. I sat with a knowledge of Jesus. I'd heard about him. I could even quote Bible verses. But I did not have a relationship with him. This morning, that's where you're at right now, and it's okay. The fact is, is you've admitted it, and it takes, hey, listen to me. You're showing an act of faith just by admitting to it. But I want you to know something before you leave this morning. You can know. Now there's somebody in here saying, oh, you can't know for sure. But the Bible says, these things have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. So you're contradicting the Bible even thinking something like that. So the Bible teaches us that we can know. And this morning, you've said to me, preacher, I don't know. So here's what we're going to do. While he plays the piano, if you'll let me, I want you to get up out of your seat and come to where I'm at. I'm not going to force you to do it, and I'm not going to send anybody to you. But if you want to leave out of here knowing where you'd spend eternity if you was to die, I can take a Bible. Somebody in this church can take a Bible and show you from God's Word. Not a denomination, not a list of rules. We can show you how you can be saved. It's up to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Your choice. Trent. you to pray with me right now our heavenly father lord we love you and god we are thankful lord that you've given us an opportunity to come to church an opportunity to learn about you lord i'm thankful for the one that's come forward god i ask you right now lord that you give him understanding or clarity lord i pray that you be with brother trent lord as he opens up the word of god and lord he talks to him lord i pray that you would give him wisdom and discernment Lord, I pray that you bring all things to remembrance, Lord, that he may be able to go through the Bible and scripturally show this young man how he too can be saved. Lord, I thank you for the day that you saved me. I'm not perfect. 
Anybody who knows me knows that, but God, I'm not who I used to be. God, I'm thankful for the work that you began in my life. I'm thankful, Lord, that you redeemed me. Purchase me back with your blood, but God, I'm thankful, Lord, for your mercy. It's kept me alive, Lord, that's allowed me to stand in front of a group of people and tell them about how good you are. Lord, I thank you for the grace that was extended to me, so undeserving. But Lord, that's just you, that's grace. God, how you love us. Oh, how you love us. God, I pray in Jesus' name, every person that come into this, world, into this room this morning, under the sound of my voice, whether they're watching here, watching on Facebook, whatever. God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, you've met with them. Lord, we sometimes get hung up on the embarrassment of our failures. God, I pray that we take a new look, a new perspective on them, and realize that our failures give us an opportunity to get closer to you. Now, Lord, that doesn't mean we're going to go out and fail on purpose, but God, I pray that we would use the opportunities that we have, Lord, to come back to you, to get closer to you, to get a better relationship with you. Lord, that we may please you and conform to your image, be more like you. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for our choir. I thank you for every individual that made Calvary Baptist Church operate, click this morning. Thank you. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, you'd watch over us, keep us safe till we can return. We'll be sure to give you the honor and glory for it, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.